from San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspik. This is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 to 20 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious-tasting protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Coming up on today's show, it's deja vu all over again for the Giants and for Trevor Gott. Once again, the Giants had a ninth inning lead. Once again, Gabe Kapler elected to go to Trevor Gott to try to close out the game. And once again, a big home run cost the Giants the game. This has now happened three times in their last four games where they've taken a lead into the ninth inning and Trevor Gott has come in and given up base runners and homers that have lost the Giants a game. It's just a stomach punch to the fans and to the team to have to endure those types of losses. There were some good things in this game. Once again, the positives were the Giants had a lead in the ninth. They should be winning that game. So we'll talk about those positives, but we'll also focus a lot on what the heck is going on here with the Giants and Trevor Gott. A little bit about me. I've been a contributor for Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I started a Giants podcast called Covecast in 2015 and was picked up by the Locked On Podcast Network in 2019. I'm also a lifelong, diehard Giants fan. So, man, of course the story of this game was just another blown save by Trevor Gott. And really, the first one wasn't even a save opportunity. I do not really care about saves and save opportunities. Three-run lead, five-run lead, doesn't matter. The point is to get outs and win the game. But the decision by Gabe Kapler to use Trevor Gott again, I mean, it's a questionable decision, and I'll, to say the least. I'm not one of these people who's going to react so strongly and just declare Gabe Kapler needs to be fired, and Farhan Zaidi was so unwise to hire him as the manager just because of this. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the pitcher's fault. The pitcher is giving up the runs, not the manager. And also... Bruce Bochy like did this kind of dance in 2016 with Santiago Casilla. Time after time, Casilla just would not come through. Specifically, I'm remembering Jake Lamb just over and over was just burning Santiago Casilla with home runs in the late innings that cost the Giants games. And yet we just saw him over and over, even when they were playing the Diamondbacks even when Jake Lamb was going to come up, and it just happened over and over again. So, I mean, I kind of commend Kapler on the one hand for like wanting to show trust and faith in his guy and saying, look, we don't think this is who you are, and we think you're better than that. And I think Trevor Gott is better than that. But at, at the same time, it's very, very easy to say, give the guy a break. Like, you should not continue trotting him out there after what he went through on Friday and Saturday. 
so I'm in that camp. I just think I thought it was risky. But then in comes Trevor Gott in the ninth with a one-run lead, and he strikes out the first batter on three perfect pitches. And so, you know, I want to keep, I want to make it clear if Trevor Gott goes out there and strikes out the side in order, what are people saying then? Are we saying, look, uh, Gabe Kapler showed the faith and showed faith in Trevor Gott and he got it done and good job, Trevor Gott and gung ho, you know, we won a game and this is all great. Because if that's what you would have said, if he came in and struck out the side, then you can't really get too worked up about the fact that he gave up the runs. That's kind of my opinion. It wasn't predictable necessarily. I know it kind of is because of what had happened on Friday and Saturday, but you just never predict that a pitcher is going to give up runs. It's always more likely that they're not going to give up a two-run homer. So that's the way I think about it. If Gott had had a clean inning, what would be the reaction then? But I can tell you, I certainly didn't feel comfortable about him coming into that game, and I'm sure nobody did, probably even got himself and that's a problem and you know the the solution is just to try somebody else it's not to throw out Gabe Kapler after you know 20 something games in the season but and he did say after the game that he's gonna have he's gonna go another direction so got got the three opportunities but that's it and I think that's fair I mean I think it was one too many possibly two too many but what can you do I mean they're now 8 and 16 which is just really bad but if they won these 3 games in which they had a ninth inning lead they would be 11 and 13 so they really should be 11 and 13 but instead they're 8 and 16 it's just a huge difference and it's very very disappointing so Harleen Garcia pitched the 6th Tyler Rogers pitched the 7th and Tony Watson pitched the 8th and so at that point, it's not like they had a bunch of excellent options laying around. Sam Selman was available, Trevor got, and Caleb Berger and Sean Anderson. I've seen a lot of people saying it should be Sean Anderson, but he's been almost just as bad if you look at the tendency to give up home runs and the tendency to walk people. I don't, I don't re- really have a lot of confidence right now in Sean Anderson either. Sam Selman has been excellent. I don't know what's going on and why he's not been given any kind of leverage. But on the year, man, he struck out almost 40% of batters. He's walked 3% of batters. And he's given up just one home run. So that's good for a 3.24 ERA, a 1.92 fielding independent pitching, and a 2.50 expected fielding independent pitching. So I'd like to see him get a shot at some kind of leverage. I mean, he's a strikeout machine right now. We are going to see an adjustment, though. I think we're going to see probably Tyler Rogers or Tony Watson start to get that ninth inning role, or they're just going to go matchups. It'll be maybe Rogers if it's a bunch of righties, and Watson if some lefties are mixed in there. Rogers pitched, I mean, the seventh inning was just as important in this game. Giants had taken the lead, at six to five. So then in the bottom of the six, there was Harleen Garcia, and he had a bit of a shaky outing, but got through it. And then Tyler Rogers pitched to the heart of the Angels' order, which is very right handed heavy. He pitched through Trout, Rendon, and Pujols. So anyway, I like Harleen Garcia. I like Tyler Rogers. I like Tony Watson. I mean, he's started to look 
like his old self a little bit as of late. So anyone but Trevor got at this point, and and Gabe Kapler has said that that's what he's going to do. He's not going to use Trevor Gott in a leverage, high leverage role anymore. So I think we can look forward to that. Hopefully if the Giants have a lead, they'll be able to win a game. It feels almost impossible right now to win a game because if you have a lead, that's been a recipe for disaster. So that's an awful feeling, and it's just tough to accept that if they could just hold these leads, they would have been 11-13. and And that's just the last four games. The Giants have had a lead in... I think 11 of their 16 losses. So to me, I'm actually a little bit encouraged by that. So what that means is that maybe the starting pitching and the hitting have put them in a position to win. And simply with a stronger bullpen, they could be locking down these victories. And I think that actually is encouraging for the future because it's much better than just being out of every game and having an offense that can't muster any runs falling behind early and just never being able to come back. They've shown an ability to come back easily. I mean, every game they're just coming back. Base runners are getting on. Somebody's hitting a home run. Yesterday, Mike Yastrzemski had a huge two-out, two-strike hit that knocked in two runs and gave the Giants a lead. So we'll talk more about that in the second half of the show. We'll break down this actual game and then talk about today's game, which starts at 1 o'clock. But first, I want to talk about Built Bar. I love these bars. What's great about Built Bar is they're delicious, they taste like a candy bar, and yet they are perfect for a health-conscious person like me. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six brand new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. And they're also somehow low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. For example, the peanut butter bar has 19 grams of protein and just 180 calories and 5 grams of sugar. Cookies and cream has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and just 4 grams of sugar. Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. For a limited time, there's a free cooler with every purchase. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Okay, here in the second half of the show, I do want to talk about why, in some ways, I'm very encouraged by this Giants team. It's really, really a disappointment that the bullpen has cost them so many wins. It's unbelievable. I, I don't know that I've ever se- seen anything quite like it. In 2016, it was a similar story. And for a stretch of time, it was kind of like this, where they were just blowing games every time they had a lead in the ninth. And it was Santiago Casilla, and it was Bochi who went to Santiago Casilla over and over and over, despite him failing pretty much every time. And the thing I love to point out about that 2016 team is that they had Will Smith, and Bochi did not use him in a high-leverage role. So for all the people who want to act like Bochi was this perfect saint, that season and not using Will Smith was one of, to me, the biggest criticisms we can have of his managerial tenure in San Francisco. And another thing I want to point out is that in Bochi's first couple of years in San Francisco, the Giants were like a 20 games under 500 team. People did not like Bruce Bochi. They wanted him fired. They thought he was an awful managerial pick and so I just don't really 
buy into, I think we all need to calm down and just let Gabe Kapler settle into this job. I don't think he's as bad as people are painting him out to be. I think the offense, the way he's constructed the lineups is night and day difference from Bruce Bochy. We all see it. Totally different lefty lineup and righty lineup. And it's been effective. And he's known and made good decisions about when guys like Donovan Solano, Mike Yastrzemski, Austin Slater should kind of shed that platoon role and get more opportunities to play every day. And I think that's worked beautifully. And also, generally, I think he's taken starting pitchers out at an appropriate time. Bad bullpens will definitely make a manager look bad. If you have a bullpen that's just coming in and doing its job, we're having a totally different conversation right now. If he takes out Kevin Gosman and then the bullpen comes in and does its job, we're not making nearly as big of a deal about that decision. So I would just calm down, wait. I think eventually with a good team, Gabe Kapler would actually manage pretty well. That's kind of my opinion. But, you know, it remains to be seen. We haven't, you you can't just judge him based on some games when the bullpen is blowing five run leads in the ninth. But yeah, I'm encouraged by a lot of the things I see with this team. Tyler Anderson pitched yesterday and I thought pitched a lot better than the results. And we say that a lot, but he really did. I mean, five innings, eight strikeouts, just one walk, but he did allow eight hits and five earned runs and a homer. But when you're striking out eight in five innings, it's usually a sign of better things to come. His velocity was a little bit better than it's been in most of his other games. And I just think the Giants' rotation with Tyler Anderson, Cahill, Cueto, Gosman, Logan Webb, and Drew Smiley, you know, not even mentioning Samarja, who I think might be toast. But there's a lot of guys you you feel pretty good about in that mix. And then the offense. I mean, they have just kept themselves in a lot of games. They've put themselves in position to win a lot of games here. And they've come back a lot. So this is a team that could easily be above 500 with a better bullpen. And yet they're 8 and 16. It's kind of like worst case scenario. The Giants have just fallen apart here. Yastrzemski just continued to play like a guy who's going to get some first place MVP votes. He and Fernando Tatis have been the best players in baseball this season. The best position players. So it's just great to see that from Yastrzemski. He had the big hit for the Giants in this game as part of a three-run sixth inning that saw the Giants take take a 6-5 to five lead in a game they trailed 5-3. to three. He had a two-out, two-strike, two-run double. And it's, it's sad to say, but it almost feels like the Giants don't deserve Mike Yastrzemski. He's playing that well. He's playing his heart out. And when that home run ball went over the fence to right field against Trevor Gott in the ninth, Yastrzemski was visibly and audibly extremely frustrated and I feel for him he's putting everything into the into these games and he's putting the Giants in a position to win with his with the way he's playing and then it just gets pulled out from under him so we all relate to that feeling by Yastrzemski but it's just sad that he's become a really good player and the team around him is not really supporting that Brandon Belt stayed hot and hit a home run in the first inning a two-run homer So he has come around in a big way in the last few games. Brandon Crawford is swinging a much better bat. He had another hit 
Yesterday, he also drew a walk. Mauricio Dubon has come around as well. He, he was two for four last night. And Evan Longoria very nearly hit a home run himself, but it ended up being a triple. So it doesn't get easier, unfortunately, for the Giants. I mean, now they have to face the guy who's been the Angels' best pitcher and one of the best pitchers in the game so far this year in Dylan Bundy. Bundy, similar to Gosman, I mean, they both were, were with the Orioles and struggled with the Orioles. And then coming over to different teams are having much better seasons. I know Gosman hasn't been with the Orioles for a long time, but Dylan Bundy has just been excellent this year. So the Giants are going to have a tough task, and it's just unfortunate. You'd like to have won yesterday's game, and then you you know even if you lose today, you're, you've split this little two-game road series. But now you feel like you need to win, otherwise you're just in a total and devastating rut at 8-17. and 17. The Angels weren't playing well. They they're now eight and fifteen. They entered the game seven and fifteen, worse than the Giants. And yet the Giants still found a way to lose that game. So thankfully we know that Trevor Gott is not gonna pitch the ninth inning anymore. So that we can breathe a sigh of relief a little bit, but who knows how whoever else is gonna do in that role. So hopefully the Giants will have a chance to find out today, or why not just have a nice you know, bigger than five-run lead. Five runs apparently isn't enough. How about a nice, like, nine-run lead in the ninth inning? So we'll be back with another episode tomorrow talking about today's game. Remember to get this show every weekday. You need to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you enjoy this show, please consider leaving it a review, giving it five stars. That's always very much appreciated. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.